0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, that's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler, here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors. (sighs) Adorable memes and really cute selfies, probably of which I took myself, even though I like to pretend I have an Instagram boyfriend, even though I don't. <sighs> I'm already obsessed with today's guest. He's here to spill all the dish with me on all things true crime. He's the investigator with sass and heart, unafraid to tell it like it is. Please welcome the host of True. C- true crime obsessed patrick Hines. hi how are you i
1: i'm so overwhelmed by getting mm. to meet you and be here oh my god why are you so overwhelmed i love your energy well you're just so like young i need a little bit of your energy oh and, like, thank you i feel so old and not <laughs> cute um so i'm just like i went i'm 19 no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> happy 14th birthday thank you. you're welcome my 28th 14th birthday how old are you really 26 oh my god i don't even how re- old are you i'm 40 i'll be 42 next month wow yeah i don't even remember being 26 i know it happened <laughs> but i don't remember it it's like it, college exactly exactly i feel like in my 20s i wa- I spent most of my 20s watching judging amy marathons mm. do you even know what that is
0: i know of it but i've never seen an episode of my life
1: it's it was a blip it was a blip but for some reason i was obsessed mm. yeah
0: Okay, you need to answer my icebreaker questions. Are you ready, Patrick? I'm so ready. Where did you grow up?
1: Uh, I grew up in a little town called... Oh.
0: Oh, and, and what part of the world are you currently living in now? Where did you grow up and where where you live now?
1: So I grew up on Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts. I grew oh. Up a little town called South Yarmouth. Okay. Uh, and I currently live in New York City. Do you like New York? I love it. I love it. I love, I love, I mean, I've been there my whole entire adult life. So I, you know, I've been like poor and unsuccessful there. Yeah. And now that we're enjoying a little bit more success, that's also nice. I love that. Do you, are you
0: loving the LA weather right I now? Mean, I love even though LA I was just LA bitching much. about our 69 degree I weather.
1: <laughs> I was like, Oh, you poor thing. It's 69 uh, degrees here. It's like 21 degrees in New York today. No, I can't. I'm obsessed with LA. I love it. Every time I come here, I'm like, why don't we live here? I just can't choose. Would you move? Would you really move here? You know, I I think that the ideal life for so my husband and I have a five year old. I think our ideal life would be like sometime down the road to have like a warm house here mm. that we could come to. Um, by coastal, yeah. Like do like be bi coastal, yeah, yeah, life.
0: exactly. What's one word your mother would use to describe you?
1: Oh God, just one word, yeah. Um, Get to narrow it down to one. Okay, narrow it down to one. It probably like hungry hungry <laughs> like hungry for life or like hungry for in and out i just remember my mom was like you're hungry alive <laughs> <sighs>
0: fun fact what's one thing people would not expect about you
1: um one thing people would not i'm actually like when i don't have a microphone in my face i'm usually pretty grumpy really yeah. <laughs>
0: You're so you're so like jolly. I feel like you you're bringing like Santa vibes into my studio.
1: Oh, hot Santa, yeah, hot Santa, (laughs) yeah, hot Daddy Santa. (laughs) Uh, Drink of choice. What do you normally order out? I'm such a basic bitch. I... Uh, give me some... Just give me, like, a vodka martini. Really? That's what I do. Yeah, just, like, a flavored, like, a stolly orange vodka martini. Or, like, if if I happen to be at a place where there's, like, a good gluten-free ale... Oh, my God. Are you...
0: Stop. You I, drink vodka martinis and don't do gluten. That's, like, my life. I,
1: are you gluten-free? You're just missing the blonde hair. I, know, I don't have... If I had your hair, my oh life my would God. be
0: perfect. My hair is, like, disgusting today. It needs to be washed.
1: How do you achieve that color? Because it's, like, a the white blonde don't,
0: color. Don't... Don't... It's not, <laughs> It's not a lug. it's not a, it's not a fun process. It's six hours of bleach and heat. How often? Um, we are trying to break it up to, like, not destroy my scalp because my hair is black. My hair is as black as your shirt. Wow. Um, So it's a process. We usually... We started with, like, six weeks and then we bumped it to eight weeks and then this last time we bumped it to 12 weeks. I love it. Because
1: even with some roots, it's still so cute. I love the
0: rooty look. I like to let the roots grow out, but then there are points where it's, like, a bit much. But, like, so this is... We bleached it about a week ago, so I can't wash it for, like, a while. For, Uh like, at least a week. I'll probably get to wash it tomorrow, but, like, it's... Do you have a lot of hair? I do have a lot. Yeah. Of hair. So,
1: okay. So, you so can even afford, when it like,
0: grows out, like, we have to, like, really maintain it a lot. I love and then it, like, even the color is, like, wild. Oh,
1: God. Every time my kid, like, it tugs at my hair, I'm like, sweetheart, daddy doesn't ah. have very much. And I love that you have hair to spare.
0: Oh, God. I have, I have too much hair. I love it. I'm not, knock on wood. I'm yeah. not telling the universe to fuck that <laughs> up. I want to keep it. Um, last, last icebreaker question. If you had to be reincarnated uh-huh. as a Kardashian, uh-huh. which one would it be?
1: Oh, I mean, I could not live with Kanye. So it, I would say, like, Kris Jenner. I want to be Kris Jenner. Mm. I think she's been, I think Kris is like a smart lady. I think she's been through it. Uh, yeah. You know? yeah. I, <laughs> I would totally be Kris Jenner. I don't have like the energy for like Chloe or whatever her name is. Yeah. I just don't, I can't, I cannot, like, I, I couldn't be that involved in the Instagram. Like, I just need a little distance from it. Yeah you know plus like at one point Chris owned like a, like a tchotchke shop I'm into it did she I think when when they were first getting started she owned she like her oh, story is that she owned like a t-shirt tchotchke gift sh- no, shop no no no
0: she owned um poosh <laughs> it was- of course she did <laughs> it- It was called Poosh and it was a. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Poosh. Poosh is Courtney's new business. What was it called? Poosh is my new favorite thing I've ever heard of. I love Poosh. Poosh
1: sounds like the parks and recreation version of like a Gwyneth Paltrow thing
0: yeah wait it's it's a variation of goop yeah. so to speak it's supposed to be like a more affordable goop fuck what was the name of her? they had a boutique okay. and it was like a children's tchotchke kind of store i'm obsessed yes it was they had that and they had dash and they were like right in the same shopping center but like right down the aisle from each other
1: oh uh, you know chris jenner was one of the only people to call kathy griffin the day of the donald trump really thing. what did she say well i don't know exactly just like girl hang in there i'm your friend i'll always love you oh, and i nice. always think about that about chris jenner who i don't think about it sounds like i'm obsessed with with Chris Jenner, yeah. I never think of her, <laughs> but like I remember Kathy Griffin saying that like you knew you she really knew who, who her friends were yeah. because it was like two people actually called her the day that that happened, and Chris Jenner was one of them. That's nice of Kris Jenner. Oh. I mean, I feel like Kris Jenner and her whole family have like been
0: through the ringer. That like <laughs> totally. they they know when to be like, I got it's, it'll die down. So call down, that go. bitch. We only she we needs can some tell. love. Totally. She needs some love because they know what it's like, and they have each
1: totally. other to lean on at least. And like Kim's now getting like wrongfully convicted people out of jail. I know. I'm into the Kardashians. I'm into it. To think that people give her shit for like coming from a sex tape, but it's like this bitch like did it. I totally. And you know what? You have your sex tape. Live your life right yeah have you ever made a sex tape no i'm not Not yet actually well okay never mind (laughs) 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 we've never made a sex tape but but one time like one time the camera was rolling for personal use and what (laughs) oh what does that mean (laughs) <laughs> my husband will murder me <laughs> hashtag no filter uh, exactly but I don't know what that means like, I, what, one time like I we I just remember one time we had like our we like recorded ourselves together just for ourselves yeah and then we never looked at well, it well not to sell it No. <laughs> I don't think many people other than like fair Abraham
0: are like trying to sell their sex tapes. oh my god my husband is like banging his head against the wall in the oh shower listening to this right now oh my god I love it hi what's his name Steve he's hi, so hi Steve hi steve be sure to wash between the cheeks yeah oh yeah he's um, a good he's he's good at the hygiene uh. <laughs> talk to me about True Crime Obsessed because it's so funny. Oh, thanks. And the thing is, like, I'm terrified of True Crime Uh because it, like, scares the shit. Like, I can't watch Dateline. I don't fuck with Dateline because they watch, they're like, you know, and if you know where he is, he's (laughs) still out there, (laughs) and I'm just like, fuck this
1: shit. (laughs) When I was a little kid and I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries by myself, I would, like, run up the stairs because of course the murder... He's always in the backyard. He's right there. Yeah, no, True Crime Obsessed is, it's a true crime comedy podcast I make with my co-host Jillian Pensavalli, and... Um, we may we, we sort of stumbled into the concept by accident. We yeah. were trying to make a very nerdy, straightforward, like, let's talk about cases and maybe we'll like watch something and then we'll talk about it. Like, we'll talk about it. And we we ha- we were new friends when we decided to make this podcast. And I didn't know her that well. And we both we watched a documentary called The Imposter and oh. we sat down to talk about it. And she was cracking me up. And I I was not expecting it at yeah. all. And and then when I went to sort of, like, I, I was, like, laughing off mic because I thought it was, like, disrespectful. But when I went back and listened to it, I was like... You know, we're making fun of like the idiot cop or we're making fun of how mad we are. We're making fun of like we would never make fun of like the victim or the crime or anything like that. So when I realized that we were laughing about things as a way of getting through the talking about it, I was like, I don't think there's anything else out there that's like this. Not to say that true crime comedy didn't exist. We did not invent that format. But in terms of like recapping a documentary and like using the clips in the documentary as we were talking about it was kind of something i hadn't heard before, right, and that just became sort of what we did and and as it evolved, we have realized that like it's a really good way of being, of getting, of keeping this, whatever case we're talking about sort of in the conversation. Right. Because people can listen to our coverage of it because it's funny. They know we're not going to, you know, we're not going to play any tape of the murder. You know, yeah. people, it's an accessible, easy way to sort of like dip your toe into the true crime waters if you're a little squeamish. Which ones are you like currently obsessed with? Well, I'll, so I'll tell you, there was a, that documentary, um, Abducted in Plain Sight. Did you see oh, it? Oh, no. So abdu- I've heard of it, though. It's it really is the craziest thing. I it's, can't watch that. No, somebody's <laughs> gonna take me. I well, this girl, Jan Broward got kidnapped twice, twice, twice by, by the next same door person. Neighbor. Same person. How this pedophile who lived next door, who like oh just literally just groomed her and her family, mm-hmm. and you know, it dropped on Netflix last year, and it was the, it was the thing that everybody was talking oh. about. Oh,
0: yes, now we know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And like I the thought kidnapper I did, but...
1: had an affair with Jan's yes. mother and her father. Yes, and then like it was crazy and so I actually became friendly with the director of the film and not to like plug another thing but we're launching a new podcast called Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight which is four episodes all about like all the plot lines that were left out all the stories you didn't hear we talked to Jan who was at the center of this whole thing we like re-interview her we've got more stuff from the parents and so it's a four episode podcast coming out on March 2nd we're dropping all episodes on that day. So
0: did they did each of the parents know that they were both having an affair with the neighbor?
1: No, That is such a good question so so not in the moment so the so the the, right. the neighbor grooms the mom they have like a full on affair okay and then the dad separately sort of like talked into like a sexual encounter with him and then yeah. he uses that to black. so then he kidnaps their daughter takes her to Mexico convinces her that she has that he didn't kidnap her Um, she's part alien and they are now on a mission to save this dying alien planet and members of her own family so she believes him the daughter the daughter yeah. they go to Mexico where he marries her at 12 years old and then when the FBI brings them back to this to the states he blackmails the parents with, like, the dirt of, like, do you want me to go, like, public with the fact that, like, I was making out with the dad in 1970 and gets them to not file charges. Oh, my it's crazy. And it's, how, how does he kidnap her again then? So then, so then the parents like don't excommunicate him from their lives. He sort okay. of stays involved. He can like, and he can, he like continues to convince Jan that they have this mission to have a baby by the time she's 16 or the world's going to explode. And so he basically just like sneaks into her room one night and is like, we got to get out of here. And she just like goes with him willingly for like, and it's the second abduction. She's gone for like <sighs> months.
0: Can you imagine? And they found her, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have... Yes, they eventually found her. And, like, put him away? No, he got... um, He... I think that he, at one point, spent a minute in jail, but they weren't ever able to, like, prosecute him fully. He sort of got away, and and then Jan... He, like, Jan got older, so he lost interest, which is, like, the grossest thing. Oh, my God. And then he's- Every man in Hollywood. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm, like, in Hollywood. As you said that, I got really nervous. Uh... Um, Yeah. And then, you know, he did it with other kids, and ultimately, he took his own life, uh, you know, down the road. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy story. You gotta watch it. Oh, my God. God, that's
0: what they told me about. Don't fuck with cats.
1: See that I feel differently about because the thing about don't fuck with cats is that everybody's friends are te- every every Becky in everybody's life is like, girl, they don't actually show that much. They show enough. a lot. They yeah, show enough They show more than they ethically See, should. The thing is, I thought don't fuck with cats was like,
0: do you know the show Dollface on Hulu? No, where it's like Cat Dennings, and she's like uh, this girl, and uh-huh. it's like a drama, and she like <laughs> loves kittens. I'm like, oh, it's like a drama. Like everyone's yeah. talking. It's <laughs> like Grace and. Frankie, it's cheer. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, oh, what is this? I didn't know it was about
1: him like fucking with cats. Yeah, he murders cats and then he murders people. It's really, it's crazy. So,
0: and you're right, they don't show him actually committing the murders but they show, they show people's enough. reactions yeah. and they
1: show clips and around it the, and you hear the audio You hear audio it's it's they I really liked it I'm glad yeah. I watched it but it took me a really long time to watch it because I was like I had to be convinced that I wasn't going to watch him drown a cat yeah. you know So do you
0: think that people should watch the documentary Because I was so split. So before I watched it, I asked everyone on Instagram, I'm like, what is this? And should I watch it? And half Uh of them were like, yes, watch it. And then the other half of them were like, no, don't watch it. And I understand both sides of it now.
1: Yeah. Well, let me say this. So I I don't, I'm fortunate in that I don't suffer from anxiety, you know? My co-host Jillian really does in, in one very particular way. She actually her anxiety really manifests itself, and she's a, such an animal lover. And her anxiety manifests in the in the in the in her sort of like obsessive thoughts sometimes about people hurting animals. And so she, that's why we've never covered animal stuff on True Crime Obsessed. And we got such an outpouring of people wanting us to do this that she was like, "All right, I'll do it." And it took a real toll on her mental health. Like, yeah. if you have mental health shit wrapped up in in like yeah. animal stuff, don't watch it. Truly, don't watch it. If you don't, then it's good. It's it's. I mean, I think it's really well made. It's really interesting. It it's really about these internet sleuths who sort of like figure out who this guy is. Um, and so I find all of that stuff really fascinating. And it, it does have other sort of questions about like, should we be internet sleuths? Because there's yeah. another whole story where they get it wrong. Yeah, and they the the. This one subgroup goes after this one guy that they're convinced is a guy and it isn't. And he takes his own life. Oh my God. I know. So it's, it, it has, it really does, um, it it raises a lot of interesting questions that I that I find interesting, but like take care of yourself, you guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. And see the, the and where I understand
0: people talking about like how they don't think people should watch it, and which is even the point that they hammer in at the end of the third part of the series is yeah. like we're giving this guy the attention that he wanted, and this is why he did all of this, yeah. and now we're making it a big show on Netflix,
1: which is. A- like uh alright Deanna, her name is Deanna, yeah, yeah. right? I love her. I think she is badass. I love, I yeah. would totally be friends with her What was her name? Life. Bad something. Uh, body moving. Yeah. And she, at the end, she's like wagging her finger in our faces. like yeah. And you, at home, watching the documentary, yeah. my co-host had no time for that. No. She was like, you get that finger out of my face, Deanna. <laughs> As you collect your paycheck from Netflix. Yeah, exactly! And it's like, wh- wh- how dare you What? scream at me for watching this? Well, you sat down, and, it wouldn't exist if you didn't do the interview. Yeah.
0: Deanna, or if she hadn't done all the Facebook, you know, exactly giving him that attention. Yeah, I
1: forgive you, girl. We can still get drinks, but don't put that finger in my face, right?
0: Okay, I have some questions about some other like um, murders that I've been following oh that I God. think are pretty like out there. Yeah, or like ever that everyone's that pretty everyone familiar knows. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, cereal and the whole Ednan, yeah. Debacle. Do you think that he's guilty? Do you think he killed his girlfriend?
1: Absolutely not. So the uh, the woman who brought the Adnan story to Sarah Koenig, her name is Rabia Chaudhry. She's become a very dear friend of mine. She does a, a podcast called Undisclosed. She's an immigration lawyer. She's like the smartest, toughest woman in the world. Mm. And, you know, I paid very close attention to that case. I paid a very close attention. If, if you only listen to Serial, I can understand how you would come away. Like, did he or didn't he? I think he probably didn't, but maybe... If you listen to all the other, you know, Undisclosed, which was Robbie's podcast afterwards, where they filled in all the gaps and then you sort of paid attention to, you know, the court proceedings that that happened afterwards, it's it's very, very clear that at the very very least if he did do it he could not have done it the way the state said he did yeah. it but also he definitely didn't do it like there it, it's very very clear who to me. Who do you think did, did it then? I, you know it's hard I've learned the hard way that it's I'm not supposed to give an answer to that question yeah. because you know people but I will say that like there's a lot of interesting theories you know there's uh, her boyfriend Don from LensCrafters who um, you know his alibi was never really looked into and then when they did look into it he said he was at work but then it turned out that his mother was his manager so the mom was the alibi. Mm. We have also found out that there have been active serial killers in the area during that time. There's another theory um, that was so interesting. This woman, Susan Simpson, put together this uh, this full spreadsheet of instances that young Asian women had been murdered in their cars in that area of Baltimore. And there was like, in that year, there was like 14 other cases of it. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. So there's, what happened was the police got such blinders on Adnan that they didn't really look at anybody else. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to know definitively who did it, but it's pretty clear to most people who've paid a lot of attention that Adnan did not. How do you feel that he's still
0: sitting in jail and they, Close the case. You know,
1: it's really it, it. So about again, yeah, I know. Like a year ago, everybody really thought that Adnan was going to get out. Yeah, they, I thought they so. really thought he was going to get out. And when that decision didn't go their way, it was a big shock. And then they 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 petitioned to the Supreme Court, and you know the, the Supreme Court didn't take the case. The Supreme Court only takes like two percent of the cases that come before them, and we we knew that that wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, Rabia feels very strongly that Adnan will get out someday. Uh, you know. It, it's a matter of how now how long they, they sort of have to start the process all over again and you know anybody who knows anybody who's been in jail especially like in max you know the way that Adnan is like his health isn't good you know they don't take very good care of the inmates like it, it's like fingers crossed that they they can get him out when he can still have any sort of quality of life yeah you know so it's sad it's a, it's it's really <sighs> it, it's one of those things that does keep me up it, it's a it's a very sad case who do you think killed jump and i well, look, I don't know a lot about this, but JonBenet is one of the ones that I haven't paid a lot of attention to. Okay. All I will say is that the, the CBS documentary that about where they like rebuilt the house and they reinvestigated it from top to bottom. And there was the theory that her brother yeah. accidentally murdered her. Yeah. Apparently... He is very litigious, and he's sued everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know much about the Jomany thing. I, it's one of the cases we're probably going to cover soon. Uh, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm I'm interested to know more. It's so sad. Like, you know, my daughter is older than she is now, but, like, you know, just like a little kid, like, so full of life. You see those videos of her, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, she had such a... It's just, it's I'm so sad, promising. like a little kid. See, this is
0: why I can't do true crime. Like, I know. It just, like,
1: eats at your soul. I know. Re- and, like, I do it all day, every day. Like, this is my life. And it's, you have to have a good, you have to know where the liquor store is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, do you think Casey Anthony did it? Well, yes, I do. Yes, very, very much so. She, um, Casey Anthony, you know, the, the, the details of that case are so bizarre. Like, her daughter was gone for 30 days before anybody knew she was gone. And yeah. her, she, but at the same time, like, her, she and her daughter lived with both of her parents, um, who I, I think had nothing to do with it. Like, you know, she was sort of, like, bouncing around between, like, the boyfriend and the parents and whatever. And, you know, the whole, like, making up the Zanny the Nanny thing where she said that the, she, like, dropped her off at the nanny. And the nanny wouldn't give her back. I mean, it is. We covered the it's uh, an A and E special called like American Murder Mystery Casey Anthony, and it's if you want the details of that case, go watch that because you can get it on, like on Amazon or whatever. It's really crazy, and I really don't know how she got off. I really, I um, her lawyer Jose Baez was the same lawyer for Aaron Hernandez mm. that got him off from the double homicide in Boston, and it's crazy. How I mean, I don't understand. All the technicalities. I know. Um,
0: Dirty John, do you think people are really that gullible? Like is this something that happens a lot?
1: You know, the Dirty John thing, I so we you know, we openly took issue with the um the mom. What was her name? Oh, um, um uh the daughters are Tara and Jacqueline and the Ma or Jacqueline. Oh god, I'm so gay. I cannot see the writing of that word and not say Jacqueline. Barbara Newell. Barbara Newell. Barbara Newell. Yeah. So she, there's a, I I think that we understand that there's a lot more to her story that we don't know about. Right. And I think that, you know, somebody was explaining to me yesterday that either the, the, the movie went into it more or one of the podcasts went into it more that like, she really was the feeling as though she could save him. Like when it became clear that he was a drug addict and she went back to him, she was really trying to like save him. And I totally understand like that whole, when you're with an addict, you know, like that does alter your behavior. but like this guy was coming after her children threatening to murder her kids and I don't, It's as a parent I don't understand how you stay in that. I really, I I, but I also understand that there's stuff that I don't understand. You know, I I know that I'm not, you can't fault somebody like they've been through their own thing or whatever but if you think about the fact that like that ends with this 250 pound man attacking a 95 pound girl in a parking structure and she kills him somehow but that I mean, you know, if you were a betting on that fight it would be a 95 no, yeah. percent chance it would have gone the other way you know it's crazy it's crazy do you watch how to get away with murder i don't what i know it's since having a kid i, I love have... how to get away with murder That's that the i viola can davis watch one yeah. yeah 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 that i can watch because it's not real i exactly yeah 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 totally totally i love viola davis she's so good
0: yeah okay i have a fun um game that i want to play with you called how would you get away with a crime
1: Oh, I definitely wouldn't. No question. But about you know it. how they get away with <laughs> that all. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's true. I do so have, I think I have you some have...
0: knowledge on this. Okay. Who would you call if you committed a murder and how would you dispose of the body? Well, I wouldn't call anybody. You number wouldn't. one. Why? You don't have anyone that you trust?
1: No, no, no. You can't make a phone call. Like, uh, you, like yeah. you know, cell towers and things Like, that shit is real. Yeah. So if I. I could... would just put a poll on Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's really, really hard to get away with, especially like if you're in a public place. Like, if I were to murder you right now, yeah. and let's say nobody else is here and I killed you I like there's cameras everywhere mm-hmm. you know like the like the, my, my phone is tracking me it's so hard to get away with it like if you, the, I think the only way you could get away with a murder now would be intending to I'm gonna get away with a murder and then and then back it out because there are people like serial killers like Israel Keyes who do shit like that who were who like planned thing two like two years ahead of time yeah. and was able to like not be traceable at the time that he did it and it would, it would be like super random so there was no connection like yeah I don't know I know that's not the fun answer if I because the, the truth is if I actually killed somebody I would probably like immediately call my husband and, baby I killed somebody like I would just be a total wreck <sighs> um how would you get rid of the evidence would you fire i fire? mean that's the one thing i've learned like and this is terrible i feel like i'm telling people how to do it but like um fire is really the only way to dest- like but, but i don't mean like yeah. burn the stuff i mean you got to burn the building down like wherever you committed the act it has to like be some pl- place that you can destroy with fire
0: yeah cuz then it could Guys, look like they died in- yeah don't don't be burn don't do that um, would you hide in plain sight or would you flee if you were if you disposed of the body, you disposed of the evidence, would you like pretend like everything's normal or would you run and just hope they never find you?
1: I would hide in plain sight, I think. I think that's the better that's the less conspicuous like yeah like wasn't Patrick last seen recording that podcast yeah. and was that guy dead now? Where's Patrick? He Just you disappeared. <laughs> if you were to flee, where would you go? Venezuela because really? yeah Why? i mean not because i want to go there but because they don't there's no extradition there ah uh, you guys i can't believe i'm telling you. don't go don't do these things <laughs> if you can get to venezuela you're okay you are not sending Watch, you back.
0: you're gonna see a documentary in like four years and I it's know. gonna be based off
1: of listening to this
0: podcast <laughs> oh my god that's terrible um, did you expect your podcast to like take off the weight that it did because you guys have like blown the fuck up.
1: yeah thanks no we really didn't I mean I, I, I'd be lying if I said we didn't we weren't trying to make that happen yeah we we both had been making podcasts for a long time in the Broadway space which is like they were pretty popular in that small niche market so it you know we had a little bit of a following each of us but you can't really make a living doing that and so when I realized that Julian and I wanted to work together and I wanted I really wanted to make a true crime podcast because I I am interested in it, but I also thought like in the outside chance, I might be able to make this my job. That's going to be the genre where we're going to do it. And you know, we, No, I mean, you know, the one deal I made with myself when I started podcasting forever ago was like, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be the screaming queen that I am. I'm going to talk about my life. I'm not going to try to like, you know, I'm not going to water myself down. What's the why even bother doing that if you if that's how you're going to be. And right. So, you know, especially in the true crime world, when we started, there weren't there weren't really other LGBT people making true crime podcasts. It's kind of you can you can imagine it might be kind of antithetical. It's like this very serious subject matter. And and then you know if you're going to be like like a silly gay guy like me then how how is that going to work you right. know so we we uh, we have been very pleasantly surprised do you have like a like in
0: Don't Fuck With Cats, how they had like the Facebook group that was like uh-huh. their community and they look yeah. at clues. Do you have that kind of community we underneath do. you?
1: Yeah, we didn't even start it. So we we didn't know about Facebook groups when we started the podcast like two years ago. And a listener started our Facebook group, uh, which we eventually took over and now has like twenty five thousand people in it, which is great. And then it splintered off, so people started making fan chapters in their regions. So oh. we have like twenty seven fan chapters across the country. Wow. I know, it's really cool. And they they are really engaged. They meet up for brunches or they meet up to like watch documentaries or, you know, whenever we can, we'll try to like, if they're doing a meetup, we'll try to call in and say hi. So our listeners are very, very engaged. It's very cool. That's awesome to yeah. have that type of community. It is and about that merch. It's it's true. It's hard hard to manage that though because it can get people have a lot of feelings and people have a lot of opinions. And our Facebook group has there have been times where managing the Facebook group has been a full time job.
0: Why? Because they disagree or they get they'll mad at disagree, you. Disagree
1: not never at us, but they'll disagree. Somebody will post something that somebody else finds offensive, and then the person the original poster oh is offended God. that that person is offended, and and everyone's feelings are valid unless you're racist, which happens <laughs> sometimes, and we have to like, kick you out. But, like, you know, like, it's, it's, you know, we've had to bring in moderators and we've learned a lot. Like, I mean, we've learned, I've learned so much from our listeners and because you know when you're starting making a, a, a comedy podcast as a hobby yeah. it, you don't think anyone's listening so you know it doesn't matter what you say and then as you amass a little bit of a following you realize that like words have power and I've always felt that way I've yeah. always felt that like you know you have to I've always felt like I have to be respectful of what other people you know we we used to do a thing a lot where we would misgender people for fun be uh-huh. like, I'd be like uh, you know like oh that, that prosecutor who's a guy like oh she's she was a wreck that day yeah and I, we would think it was funny it was in yeah. speak it was how we would talk and then we got a lot of feedback that that really bothered some people and so we changed it we don't do that anymore I mean I feel like people get really bothered by a lot of things it's true I, you it's know, hard to it is hard and, and there are definitely times that we're like thank you your feelings are valid and if you don't want to listen anymore like no hard yeah. feelings but we're not gonna like thank you next thank you next in <laughs> like the nicest way possible <laughs> right, you know? right, right. but it is like sometimes you know like I made a I mean I made a really off color joke about suicide once and I got my ass handed to me. Yeah. And my and my knee jerk response was to be defensive. Yeah. And then I was like, Well, wait. Why don't you actually learn about this? Yeah. And so I spent some. I spent an hour on a phone call with a psychiatrist or a psychologist, who really fucking schooled me. Yeah. And now I know better. You know. So I do think that there it is a fine line of like listening to your audience and also yeah. being like, girl, girl. But can we all just, like, have a drink? You yeah, know, I mean? yeah. And have a laugh. No, and I yeah. think when
0: we dilute the humor out of things, then it just—we get yeah. into, like, a really unhealthy uh, culture. But, no, I think they're and the the other thing that, like, I always try <laughs> to, like, l- like let people know is it's, like, when you are upset about something, like, there's a way to approach somebody yeah. that gets them to be more receptive and, like, to listen and to be like, okay, I understand where
1: you're coming I from. I totally but, agree. But, like, the
0: angry tweeting, like, yeah. oh, you die. Like, to me, like, I that know. doesn't—
1: Well, my thing is, like— my my DMs are all open. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyone can DM me on Dick my fix? Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Send yeah. that. You guys, please. <laughs> what is taking you so long? Uh, but I'm like, if you're going to, like, don't tweet about it and try to get, like, angry rage tweets. About, yeah. Like, just talk to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, w- like I'm here, you know? Like, I'm not, <clears throat> I am I answer every email or, I, you know, I try and, like, I'm responsive. Like, and I want to get, I want to be better. Yeah. And, but sometimes people need to be told to, like, have a drink. I agree you know Um, where can they
0: slide into your DMs what are your socials
1: oh my god my socials because I'm a zillion my socials are so crazy so I'm on Facebook just Patrick Hines I'm I'm at Patrick Hines on the Twitter at Patrick Hines underscore on Instagram okay I'm not gonna fight the guy for the at Patrick Hines because he's like a priest or whatever so I'm like all right, fine you can have it I would fight him yeah (laughs) Maybe you can fight him for me. Oh my god, I love to (laughs) fight. And I think that's it. I think. Do I have any? Is there any? Are there any other social platforms? Not that matter at this point. Friends? Are you on TikTok? uh, No. Explain to me what your MySpace.
0: TikTok is just. I don't think it's going to last at this point. I feel like the the hype is dying down, and Uh people are just like doing it because they feel like they have to. It's like videos. Like you make like little short form. It's like Vine, but like a little bit longer.
1: I loved Vine.
0: Vine was fun, but like Vine's done. Yeah.
1: i need you in my life i need <sighs> you to tell me when things are over do you know what i mean
0: i think tiktok is having its decline now okay like, i think it's it's gonna be finished then fuck you tiktok i'm not getting involved i don't have time for this yeah i'm like it, it's not gonna last i also read a thing online that it's like uh, like a hotbed for pedophiles oh is it oh well because yeah because there are a lot of young people on tiktok and
1: do you subscribe like you do like is it like instagram yeah well i
0: mean you follow you people can like, like follow anybody yeah. okay
1: Ugh, everybody stop being disgusting. We say this all the time. It's like, put us out of work. I would love there to be no murders and nothing for me to cover. You know what I mean? Stop okay. killing each other. I
0: agree. I mean, I w- I feel the opposite. because I cover like celebrity gossip and <laughs> no, <laughs> so I'm not. like, please Lindsay Don't Lohan, that.
1: please give no, he- really. Ariana Grande like another donut. <laughs> Do you know who my very first friend in New York was? My very first Ariana friend. Ariana Grande. Samantha Ronson. Really? Yeah. I truly believe that I was like one of the f- I was I think that I'm the first person she ever came out to. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite emoji? Oh, God. I don't really even know what the emojis are. Like, I know what emojis are, but, like, do they have names?
0: They have names. Like, a uh, um, magnifying glass. I think that's a good one for oh, you. Oh, that's a okay. good one. If you're listening to this right now, leave in a review a magnifying glass to let me know that you love Patrick and you're going to go listen to True Crime Obsessed yes. tonight. thank you guys for listening to hashtag no Fields with Zach Peter that's me you can follow me at just plain Zach Patrick where can they follow you again on the gram uh,
1: the, the, at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram
0: on the Instagram and where can they listen to true crime obsessed
1: truecrimeobsessed.com dot com and you can find true crime obsessed at Apple podcast Spotify wherever you listen love it and your new podcast is coming out when yeah on um, Tuesday March 2nd I'm obsessed with abducted in plain sight if you want all the tea that did not make it into the film you gotta go hit that subscribe button right uh, I'm afraid to watch it you have but to, I feel like then I then have to, to watch the podcast <laughs>
0: Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to hashtag no fields with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places, and Pandora. We're on Pandora. I think we're still on Luminary, but I don't think Luminary is still around. I think it's going away like TikTok. Isn't that crazy? It's so fucking wild. <laughs> don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach and leave me a five-star review to give me that validation. Leave that magnifying glass so that you can let Patrick and I know that one, you loved our episode, and two, you're obsessed with true crime like he is. Yes. <laughs> all right. Until next time, I'm going to go probably watch some really bad documentary that are going to give me nightmares (laughs) but I feel like I have to after having Patrick on the show.
1: Thank you for having me this was so amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you Thank
0: you. I'm obsessed with you now Um, Ditto. Okay, bye Bye